There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. I'm Paisley Gilmore, and this week we'll be joined by Fran, who went to a sex camp to learn how to enjoy sex. At the end of each podcast, I'm going to ask Paisley to answer a love and sex dilemma from one of our listeners. Oh, Elsie, <laughs> I've missed you so much. I've missed you too. We usually see each other every week to record, but obviously we're in lockdown, so we ain't Here we are, him. just under a duvet. Um, yeah. Shall I tell you about our guest? We're joined today by writer and performer Fran Bush, who went to a sex camp age 30 after years of painful and unenjoyable sex. Fran has turned her experiences into a hilarious show, Ad Libido, and has performed it at Edinburgh Fringe, and it's been adapted for Channel 4 and called The Diary of My Broken Vagina. Hi, Fran. Hi. Hello. The show is brilliant. I've seen it. I love it. What, like, what is sex camp, Fran? <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come to go there straight in there <laughs> well I was like there's no there's no point talking like, don't beat around the bush no um, but, um so yeah I think I thought that like losing my virginity would be like beautiful rosebuds opening fireworks magical <laughs> candlelit experience it was uh it was horrendous it took about nine months to actually manage to do it properly because it was so I found it so so painful um and eventually when it did happen uh I remember just like looking to my left and the guy's little black cat watching us um (laughs) just watching us consummate our love um but yeah it just it it didn't work the way that I thought it was going to work for me um and in the meantime as I was trying to lose my virginity um I I went to the doctor about it and the doctors all just got very flustered and shuffled their papers and said oh um you know you you just have a very underused vagina Uh, you should go (laughs) out and use it more yeah um and they said I should have a glass of wine to loosen up a bit can I ask were you um had you used like tampons and things yeah Um, and all fine I mean I guess they are much smaller depending on get, the get person. Get a tampon in, no worries. Um, potentially, I was very nervous about it because you are told it's going to really hurt. Yeah. And so I think I was probably really bracing myself for it and um, wasn't relaxed. We weren't doing any kind of um, like foreplay or anything. We were just going straight to penetration. Oh. And it just, I mean, we were not prepared at all. I think that's such a common... Um, teenage sexual experience isn't it 
just straight to it <laughs> am I not am I not right though like I don't think I did any kind of foreplay stuff until I was like in my 20s which is so sad but it's just because all we're taught is stick it in I remember uh, the guy in question asked could he go down on me um and I just remember replying why <laughs> I, just, I, I just didn't understand I was like I thought it was something for him I thought it was something that he would have a nice time doing but I just I didn't understand it at all so I turned the lights off because I didn't want him to see my vulva and I I went and gave it like a little splash down and like gave myself a little (laughs) pep talk in his his parents bathroom and then yeah bless him trying to find it in the dark (laughs) I think it was I I mean uh, most of it I think he was just sucking on my inner thigh and um, (laughs) she sounds quite nice also this while while we're doing this under a duvet I feel like it's so appropriate do you know what I mean we're all under our own duvets hearing about you getting licked out like we're in bed slumber party (laughs) (laughs) um so how long did that go on for not that um (laughs) (laughs) about an hour and a half of uh, inner thigh licking (laughs) (laughs) this carried on through your 20s to eventually so you went to sex camp we'll get to that when you were 30 so uh, until you were 30 not a single good sex experience I mean, I think I really enjoyed sex. Like, I loved the intimacy of it. I loved being close to someone. I loved the kind of wild freeness of it. But a lot of the time I was doing it for them. A lot of the time I was having sex for them so that they had a really nice time. And as long as they were having a lovely experience, I was really happy. And that was sort of enough for me. And I'd say pretty much like 98% of all the sex I was having ended with their orgasm and that was it that was the end of sex and then we'd fall asleep and I'd be like oh I did a good job I I gave them a nice sex (laughs) that is the woman's job in this yeah I know right and I was I was very good at giving a good sex so like I I felt I guess a bit of pride from that (laughs) I was like I have done a good job um I just honestly I know it's so dark but I think it's so common I think so many people especially women have been socialized to feel like that really just the receptacle for which to be c- come into that sounds yeah. oh, grim. sorry oh. but like, no no I I felt like a wank sock like I really did <laughs> that's what I felt like I was <laughs> <laughs> and through, um, like, throughout this time were you still masturbating when you were on your own or did you just not even feel like that um yes but I think also I think I have a very busy brain I think my brain finds it really hard to stay still and stay in the moment and I found it very difficult just to be on my own and with my body and it felt a a bit like cheating somehow which is ridiculous now I think about it Uh, but the idea of going and like lighting a candle and um, putting on some sexy sexy like lingerie and music (laughs) and just enjoying myself I I just couldn't take it seriously at all. So how did you discover um sex camp <laughs> you love saying sex camp don't you yeah yeah so I I've had a quite a few sexual partners in my time and I became really really good at pretending to enjoy sex so I had like all the right noises and I was um just like almost putting on a performance for them mm-hmm. um and I became really really good at that and then I hit 30 and I don't know if this is actually factually true but I think it might be in that 
I think the 30s are meant to be a woman's sexual prime. Oh, wow. Is that true? Well, I've heard that people become more comfortable with their sex lives in their 30s, if that's what... I mean, I'm 33 and... Sorry, sorry. If this is is my prime, (laughs) I want to refund. With two other women. under a duvet. (laughs) I started looking for things that might help me. And the internet is a really terrifying place. You're having a postcoital Google. It can say, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not enjoying sex, or why am I not orgasming? The things that come up. There's all kinds of scary supplements. There's um, like injections you can have directly into your G spot. Oh, I've um, written about the O shot. The O shot. Yeah. yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, and I think you have to have them regularly as well. You have to have it every couple of months or something just like botox (laughs) once you start that's it vagina maintenance i was just thinking those things as well they imply that you are broken and this is the fix whereas i think it's so much deeper than that isn't it it's like the way we think about sex and the pressure we put on ourselves it's not just here is this injection to sort you out no absolutely and i think for me I I was looking for a quick fix because also I think that's how I was thinking about sex. I was thinking about, you know, I had never thought about what I would actually like. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely having an injection into my vagina isn't something I would actually like. Um, No. Yeah, I I ordered a a yoni egg, like a a vagina yoni (laughs) crystal egg. Very Um, goop. Very goop. Uh, is it is it crystal as in like hard marbly crystal? I think. Well, I mean, I bought this one on Amazon. Um, oh, Fran. Maybe not then. It says it's jade. <laughs> I don't know if it is actually. How um, big? How big are they? Um. Oh, okay. So you know the size of a like a Cadbury's cream egg. Of course. <laughs> and you know the size of a mini egg. Of course. So it was directly between those two oh. well-known eggs. Oh, smaller than I thought. I was thinking of like an ostrich egg. Dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like not to vagina shame you, but that would be hard to get in, I believe. So oh, I think you can like work up. I think you can start small. Oh, no, wait. You, I think you start big and then you get smaller because your vagina is meant uh, to develop more and more muscles. And um, what is the egg meant to do? Just chill well, out there. twofold. I think so. Number one, it uh, works on your muscles in your vagina, just keeping it in place is meant to strengthen them, and, and that is meant to have more, give you more powerful orgasms. But also, I think having a crystal is meant to release healing vibes. Oh, my rolling into your bed. Um, <laughs> he loves crystals as well, so the fact that she's eye rolling. Yeah, I guess like I was quite shy to use it because I'm walking around a lot. I'm in different places, and I was a bit scared that it might just clunk out of me um and I didn't want it to look like I'd laid an egg in public so I thought I would do it while I was sleeping um and it has a tiny little hole at one end which you put floss through so it acts a bit like a tampon so you can take it out Mm -hmm. using the floss um sorry but when I went to fish it out as it were I uh uh, the floss just came away and uh the egg was left inside and um, it had travelled really, really quite far up. And I think I googled uh, like how, like how to get it out. Did you feel it? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Don't panic. So of course, I 
panicked. Um, <laughs> what? They said, don't worry, it will take 10 to 12 days to find its way out on its own. 10 to no, 12 days. That's too many days. No, I don't have 10 to 12 days to <laughs> allow an egg to exit my vagina. So I had to lay, I had to lay the egg. <laughs> I had to squat and I mean I, I've seen quite a lot of like one born every minute and <laughs> other programs like that. Um, all fours, they always say all fours. That's it, bear down, <laughs> do a lot of panting and um, and so yeah I was squatting in the bathroom delivering this egg back into the world uh, and I think that was sort of the final straw where I realised like trying to fix it on my own, trying to learn to enjoy sex on my own isn't going to work. So mm-hmm. I signed up for, I guess a, I call it sex camp, but it was a, a sexual intimacy retreat, I suppose, would be its fancy name. That's the hippie name for sex camp. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect at all. I packed like a bunch of condoms. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, so you thought you were getting laid? Really thought I might. Do you know what? I feel like there's a rule, right? If I take condoms with me, I definitely won't have sex. Yeah, but But if I don't take any, then everyone is going to want to do sex and I'll want to do sex and we won't be able to do sex. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining you packing up, you know, like when people have a stick and a handkerchief (laughs) full of condoms and you're just like, I'm off to sex camp, mum and dad. See you in a week. (laughs) That is reminiscent of a scene in the show, I feel. No? Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and I I took a razor because I wasn't sure. I was really worried I'd get there. I thought, you know what? This is the kind of environment where no one is going to be caring about their body hair we're all going to be like wild and free and it's going to be beautiful but I was also thought I don't want to get it wrong like, I don't want to get a sex camp wrong so I might have to go and do like an emergency pube shave once I get there very smart where and where is sex camp in the world Dorset <laughs> the sexiest <laughs> and were you scared because it sounds like I don't know as someone if I was you and I found sex kind of painful I didn't really enjoy it I'd feel like I was going off to hell no I was terrified and I got when I got there everyone else who was there was like oh god you're so brave you're so bold you know you've come here on your own because a lot of people had taken their partner with them a lot of people there were in very large polyamorous relationships so as in they most of them had slept with each other I felt a little (laughs) bit left out to begin with I was because it was a bit like I would be say, oh, I, I quite fancy that person over there. But that person would have already slept with that person over there and that person over there and that person over there. So the degrees of separation were really, really tiny. And what do these people look like? Sorry. Weird question, Elsie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to visualise it because now I'm just thinking of hippies. So I just want to visualise. They look just like you and me, really. <laughs> um, could be any one of us. Anyone could be a sex camper. It was a, it was a whole range of people and they were there for a whole range of reasons no one was really there because of the reasons I was there most of them were there because they really loved having sex and wanted to have more sex all the time and really didn't want to wear clothes most of the time and just wanted to frolic oh sounds amazing when you get there is there like an um what's the word like an introduction like (laughs) yeah I didn't (laughs) what's the word I want when they that's it not starting a new job well yeah but also like how do you know what like do you just that's it you arrive and you're just meant to have sex with everyone 
Uh, no, it was uh, luckily for me, it was a very well structured day. I like a bit of structure. <laughs> so there were three workshops every day. And then in the evening, there were activities. And then um, there's I'm going to need detail on both the workshops <laughs> and the activities. <laughs> so, and then once also, once the activities were done, they'd open the naked sauna. Oh, now she gets to it. Um, <laughs> they'd open the naked sauna. It was a whole variety of things. So the workshops ranged from everything from like consent to hugging to vagina worshipping. Um, um, can you go back on the hugging one? Because I know how much Paisley hates hugging. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the, the most worship. awkward person. Yeah, she'd be fine with that. Yeah. So you just hug someone. Oh, a stranger. So, I mean, I thought, you know, like can how much can there be to hugging surely it's just hugging but there's a lot you know you really like you need to align your genitals um you need to take a few deep breaths what when you hug anyone no no oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) i was like can you imagine like bye (laughs) bye dad see you later just align with me quickly We know all the activities there were meant to encourage like intimacy and create oxytocin in your brain. So you're just meant to be really, really happy all the time. So everything there, like looking in each other's eyes, hugging each other, slowing down. And who's teaching them? So they were mostly highly skilled sexual masters. I don't know what they would call themselves. Um, well, yeah, what did they look, they look like? Like Dumbledore. <laughs> I wish they were. Like a yogi Dumbledore. They, so they were people who, like, this was, this was their whole job. Like, this was their career. So, Fran, did you say to me that you fell in love at sex camp? I did, yes. So I was in a six-handed massage class. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, how all great love stories begin. So it was me and then there were three other people is that right one two three four five six yeah that's six hands and the idea was that they all massaged you together as a team and I actually I hated it I absolutely hated it I've never had such a lonely experience in my life as being in the middle of a six-handed massage and the amazing thing that I'm very jealous of is a lot of people at sex camp could come from just thinking about coming or from very like light touch, like the tiniest, tiniest caress. You could blow on their neck and they would come. They could blink and they would come. They could eat like broccoli and they would come. And, which I'm really envious of because like I, don't I know. really have to concentrate. <laughs> um, so- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So how did you work out whose hands were, I'm guessing, the persons that you fell in love with? Oh, okay. So yes, I was, I was receiving this massage and um, I remember looking up and the person, so you could ask them to like, like you could ask them basically to do whatever you wanted them to do to you. And so this guy was singing to me because the truth is like, whilst a lot of the stuff at sex camp was bananas, once I was there, I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. It took me a while to calm down and stop checking my phone and like really arrive as it were. But I absolutely fell in love with like the pace of life there and even all of like the I think for the first few days I was really worried that it was like unhygienic or like what about the soft furnishings there's a lot of fluids going on like shouldn't we be steam cleaning things (laughs) so like after after a few days I kind of got over that and um yes in the middle of this six-handed massage this guy started singing to me and I realized I think he was just going with it I think he was just riffing (laughs) it was goggles wasn't it (laughs) looking back um I mean I I can't believe it now but I really did I fell so hard in love with him because I was full I was just so full of like happy hormones (laughs) Paisley's not convinced yeah Yeah. no No, I know like and I mean we there was just so much touching all the time and then I left sex camp and him and I tried to go on a date and it was like it was painful and empty and awful because we were just like oh shit like I thought I loved you but it was just the sexy hormones (laughs) it was just the singing (laughs) no no man has ever sang to me since what would you say (laughs) the um the most outrageous thing you did there was oh definitely having my vagina worship what does that involve Fran so there were about 30 of us in the room. Oh, I'm and, uncomfortable already. And we all had someone that was uh, our partner. And they they gazed at our vaginas, basically. So you've got no pants on, I guess? No. You take your pants off and they sit there and, and they gaze. And then they describe what they can see. <laughs> Are they in, like, oral sex position? Like head in between your legs. I mean, they're wherever they feel comfortable. Okay. Wherever they get a good view. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and they they describe it, and then the, yeah, they have to stay how the experience was for them. So, like when I was having it done, there they the, the person leading the session said, you know, can can all the people worshiping the vaginas in the room just say one word about how they're feeling right now? how this is for them 
And uh, all the guys in the room were like, oh, wonderful, beautiful, love, happiness, wonder, joy. And the person that was worshipping my vagina said really, really loudly, a reverential homecoming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) My vagina is a reverential homecoming and I will never hear anything different. (laughs) But can I just say, that is mad. So you went from being with your boyfriend and having to turn off the lights because you didn't want him to look at your, to like go down on you with the lights on, to then being worshipped. Like that's growth. And by a stranger in a room full of 30 people. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. What a journey. But it is, but I guess the other side of that is like, I often get up on stage and talk about my sex life and my vagina and sexual experiences but I still find it really hard to say these things to someone that I'm with okay so there was still that like intimacy yeah I I think sometimes it's much uh, sometimes the hardest person to say these things to and talk about uh, you you know things that you like don't like what's going on in your body often you know you want that person to really like you and so finding I find it still really difficult to express those things to someone I'm with. So since you came back from sex camp, did what, like, what did change for you? I think I tried to really hold on to like the slowing down. So also at sex camp, it's worth saying that like penetration was pretty much banned. Oh, my dream. Like it just (laughs) not on the table, no penetration. There was somewhere you could go if you wanted to do penetration. Um, It was called, it was a caravan called the Cock Inn. No, it wasn't. Oh, I... It was, yeah, it was a caravan. Love it. Um, so if it got, like, too much and you felt like you really, really needed to penetrate or be penetrated, you went there. <laughs> but I'd had all kinds of sex, but I was still really hoping to enjoy penetrative sex. For me, that was still, like, the holy grail mm. of sexes. And if that was the one that I really wanted to be able to achieve this like incredible sexual experience from doing because it was banned I guess it put things in perspective a little bit for me but the trouble is having sex in a post-sex camp world for me (laughs) uh, it's really difficult to sleep with people that haven't gone to sex camp (laughs) because you come away sounding like you're a little bit in a cult Um, you know if I I say to someone hey like before before we have sex shall we uh shall we hug for 30 minutes and align our <laughs> genitals. <laughs> then, then you can describe. You can look at my vagina and ex- describe the experience for you. Um, and it's got to be better than a reverential homecoming. Um, and then we can just like stare into each other's eyes for a while. And and funnily enough, like not everyone's up for that. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Those crazy cats. So you're saying sex camp ruined you? It it was the making and the breaking of you. I think, you know what, I think that is probably very true. Yes. Well, do you know what it did do was it meant I didn't put up with rubbish sex anymore. And I feel really mean calling it rubbish sex because, you know, sex is about communication and it's Mm -hmm. often more than one person. And I definitely need to be better at communicating. But like one of the people I was with after sex camp, when I asked them to use their hands instead, they, their face fell and they thought it was such a chore, basically, having to do that. Hands instead of penis? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's sad in a way. So, yeah, the stuff that you've learned, then it's, you can't then go out into the world and carry on. Unless no. that other person's going to be open-minded, really. 
It's almost like I have to give them a crash course. Is that not quite a good way to weed out the um, that's true the useless people though? Because people who aren't willing to communicate and want to please you probably eh, a bit wasting your time, maybe. No, definitely. Um, I think it's it's a real red flag now, but I. I'm definitely still guilty of staying longer than I probably should do. I, I think I would love to be, I would really love to be the kind of person that's like, okay, this is exa- exactly what I want and this is exactly how I want it. But I, I suppose, it, I don't know, I think weirdly there's still, I've still got kind of shyness around those things because you're so vulnerable in that situation. So would you recommend sex camp? Um, should I book a ticket? <laughs> I don't think it's for you, Laura, I'm just going to say. Yeah. I had a great time. Like, I had a really, really great time. I learnt loads. I lost a few good bras. Eh? How? Oh, you just, because you're not really wearing clothes very much, and so you just leave them places. Oh, this is such a cult. (laughs) They don't seem important (laughs) at the time. (laughs) They're not. (laughs) No, no, well, at the moment, in lockdown days, Bras are very much an afterthought for me. Oh, God, I haven't worn a bra for weeks. I'd love to have that pleasure. Sadly, I need reinforcement. So I went back for a weekend. Oh, you went back? She's been twice. I I went to sex camp, then I wrote the show, and I took the show to Edinburgh, and I had an incredible month in Edinburgh. But by the end of it, I was completely burnt out. I was just a husk of a human being. And then I was like, I really need, like, I need something. I need to do something nice for myself. Uh, I, need, I need a little treat and so I went back on the website and they had like a weekend event so I just went back for a weekend and it was mad like I changed so much I remember I was in a I was in a workshop where you partnered up with people and you could basically ask for whatever you wanted or they could ask you for whatever they wanted and I remember this is like very revealing about, I guess, who who I used to be as a person. But I remember he asked me for something and I just said no. And he stormed out of the room and slammed the door behind him. And I think like past Francis would have chased after him and been like, oh, it's not you. Sorry, I just didn't want to do that. It wasn't for me. And I would have really been worrying about him. But I was just like, oh, actually that's on him it's completely fine that that I didn't want to do that and I know it sounds so basic and so like normal and like we should all be fine with saying no to things that we don't want to do but it's no it's a process to get there and that is your that's your um like arc I feel like from oh, the she loves an arc. I do, but when <laughs> from just feeling like you were a vessel yeah. to then saying no. If he'd stayed, what would you have asked for? I don't know. Um, I think I you know the thing I find sexiest about people is just chatting to them. Like I think I would have had a really like good sexy chat with him. Um, <laughs> I no, but genuinely, um, I've been I've been told off in bed for talking too much because I just like I like chatting. <laughs> and I find I find it really sexy, but apparently other people don't find it very sexy. Like, shut up! <laughs> yeah, you're talking during all the sex. I don't know, probably just like a massage or something. I I'm still quite. I guess I'm still quite shy with with that. Yeah, well, it's it's a big like change to make, and you're right. It's such a vulnerable position to be in. I don't think anyone would blame anyone for feeling shy and being scared to say what they want. So I know a lot of our readers and listeners will feel the same as you did at the beginning of your 
hate to say it, journey, um, where (laughs) they might find sex painful or not that enjoyable and they don't really know like how to change that. So what, what have you learned and what advice could you give them that might help them out a bit? I think, I I think one of the most useful things is knowing that it's, it's not just you. For so long, I thought I was the only one that was, it was experiencing pain during sex. I was thought I was the only one that wasn't enjoying sex. I thought I was the only one that was finding it difficult to orgasm um, because everything we see in like films, uh, everything we hear, even sometimes when our friends are talking about sex, we're hearing that it's amazing. People yeah. are coming all the time. Um, and so true. Where they are at sex camp. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was just really important for me to realize that it wasn't just me. Like when I was a teenager, like I couldn't, I couldn't Google it. I couldn't look it up on the family computer. I couldn't work out whether or not I had a vagina or not. The more and more we talk about it, the more we can realize that we aren't just on our own. So, I mean, I wish I had incredible medical advice. I wish I could like give people a, a tablet that they could take and it would sort all the problems out. Um, but I guess just being kind to yourself and taking the time to learn what you like even though I definitely don't spend enough time doing that myself and practicing asking for what you want. Because actually, I think that's one of the most sexy, empowering things. If you can ask for what you want and know what you want and like, yeah, take the, take the pressure off of penetration, take it off. (laughs) I think it's like 75% of women don't orgasm from penetration alone and need the help of like hands, tongue or a sex toy. And no one tells you that. So like, decentralize penetration take the penis out of the equation for the moment <laughs> and, and tell them what you want which is fingering yeah. <laughs> on that note sorry fingering. ending the fingering is always great <laughs> thank Start you so it. much fran um thank you, i fran. can't wait for your show just want to listen to you i'm going to come to the fringe whenever you do it just want to hear that story over and over well, thank you so much for coming and for sharing your egg laying stories. We've really appreciated it. <laughs> thank you, Fran. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, so, Paisley, most appropriate questions, seeing as we're under duvets. Yeah. How you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you masturbate really well? Any tips? Oh, yes, Elsie. My favourite. I just want to say that in lockdown... Uh, I haven't masturbated for weeks because... If anyone was interested. (laughs) Nobody asked. I'm too anxious. I literally can't. Anyone else? No? Um, I asked my housemates and they were like, I'm more horny since the pandemic. And I'm like, no, I'm the opposite. Um, I am not horny at all. Yeah, same, Elsie, same. Maybe after this. Um, So to masturbate really well, if you are a woman or a person with a vagina, I always say get some lubricant. I know we all think the vagina is naturally self-lubricating, but lube just makes it so much better and more enjoyable and pleasurable. So pop on some lube, obviously relax. (laughs) And remember that arousal kind of starts in the brain. We rarely just out of the blue feel like we want to have sex and wank. Some people do, but you need to kind of give yourself the time and space to feel sexy. So, ooh, I hate that. So um, I would say pop on some audio porn, which is amazing. I would recommend Girl on the Net, who has um, loads of audio porn on her site for free, or read some erotic fiction, which you can read on the Cosmo website. Um, or our podcast. Oh, that's not, <laughs> no. <laughs> erotic is the key word, Laura. Um, 
and also remember when you're masturbating that like if you want to enjoy it it's likely that's going to come from focusing on your clitoris because there's thousands of nerve endings in there so I would say start from the outside um and like work your way in towards the clitoris so maybe you want to stroke your skin around your vulva and like slowly work your way in um definitely start with like continuous light medium pressure and slowly build it as and when it feels right so like that could be harder or quicker but just respond to how your body feels really um and the most popular I guess technique is um moving your fingers in like tiny small circles um but OMGS is a great resource and they kind of track how people masturbate and apparently a lot of people also like to tap lightly um on and around their clitoris which I personally have never tried but it's that's a popular one I'm trying um, that on my leg oh, oh. <laughs> tapping my leg I thought you weren't horny um <laughs> you know a lot of people have really sensitive clits and they can't really touch them directly which is totally normal and fine too so just literally like move your fingers around however you want and see what happens and also don't worry about having an orgasm like don't put too much pressure on yourself because then it just makes it less likely to happen as well. Um, and also, obviously, I always recommend using sex toys. If you've never used an oral sex toy before, which is one that kind of mimics the feeling of being eaten out, I would highly recommend the Womanizer, which absolutely is a disgusting name for a sex toy, but apparently it's German and got lost in translation. Um, <laughs> so go for the Womanizer, which is really, really great or um, Dame Products. They are a female-founded uh, sex toy company from New York and their bullet vibrator is really posh. It's called Kip and it's not too expensive. So I would go for something like that and have a fun time, mainly. This brings us to the end of this episode of Cosmopolitans All The Way With. Thank you to Fran for joining us and to everybody else for listening from beneath our duvets. If you have any sex questions or dating queries, please just message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitans All The Way With was recorded at Number 8 Studios, well, remotely, and is available to download on Acast, iTunes and all the usual podcast apps. See you later. Bye. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 